Hello, and welcome to yet another thrilling episode of My Dog Will Eat My Face. And this week, I really wanted to just kind of take a moment to basically look at where I'm at today and what I've come to so far with this long stretch of physical changes. And I don't necessarily mean since my last podcast, but more along the lines with I really really broadly speaking uh, maybe not from the very beginning per se but certainly over the course of at least probably the last year or maybe even two years that I've had to endure this long arduous march <laughs> as I sometimes call it uh, echoing my uh my uh, Mandarin friends, perhaps, but um, because it made my long, arduous march into, I guess, my eternal bliss. So, in other words, I think I need to give a state of self to look at things more broadly and to really summarize what has happened up to now. And some things that I have probably only glossed over in previous podcasts are now becoming rather substantial in their impact to day-to-day life. And I'm certainly going to have several examples of that, as you will soon see. But they might be surprising to some of you because, again, I've probably only glossed over some of these things or even said perhaps nothing. When, in fact, it's something that has been building over time. And, frankly, as I put it to one of my nurses recently, I've just been suffering quietly. (laughs) Just enduring. (laughs) And then, of course, I said, I guess that's me being a typical male. (laughs) A 
typical guy. I just sit there and suffer quietly and don't say anything. And my nurse looked at me and said, are you worried you're going to be voted out of the guys club if you go over that with me or something like that? It was pretty funny. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, I told her, no, I'm not I'm not worried about being voted out of the guys club by sharing those things that I've just uh, suffered through quietly over time. <laughs> because they've really blown up to be far more significant. And even Julius Caesar himself once said events of importance are the result of trivial causes so what may have appeared trivial and durable and something I could sit silently through in the past have certainly grown up into things that are now really impacting my quality of life. And that's why I think it's important to address those things and to speak more broadly with respect to perhaps the last year or two, as I said, in order to give an accurate assessment of just sort of where I'm at today with this experience. So, that's exactly what I'm going to try to do (laughs) Uh, today and try to overcome my natural instinct to shut up and be quiet (laughs) like a normal guy. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, so without further ado, I'll just get it rolling. Let me begin with one very obvious change that you're hearing immediately, probably, and you're going to hear more of as I talk more. And I know it's something I have previously addressed, but it's not so hidden. So I think it's easy to start there. And that's really the continuous... Uh, fatigue and exhaustion that I continue to feel and feel more so on a daily basis. And it's self-evident 
in these podcasts because you often can hear my voice might sound raspy and a little bit in the very beginning. Generally, I, I've, I've not heard my own normal voice now for actually several months, I think, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Every, every day, it's just at least a little hoarse or raspy. But then if I can continue to talk or use my voice as the day goes on, it gets worse and worse. So that's an easy thing to point out. That's, that's a big change. And normally it's something I would probably never complain about because it's obvious. <laughs> because if I'm talking to you, I sound terrible. <laughs> so it's kind of obvious that I'm enduring something. And therefore, there's no reason to mention it. I actually still kind of stand by that as I think about it. It's obviously something that's going on. It's obviously something that's impacting my day-to-day life. It's really annoying to try to make perhaps a series of phone calls to different places in a day when the last call has me sounding like I'm, I'm dying of consumption or something. <laughs> and so it, it to me, yes, it exists. It's obvious. It's having some impact on my life. But it's an easy one to observe and notate because it, it's self-evident. So for me to complain about it would be kind of redundant. <laughs> I mean... If I were to cheer and applaud having this raspy voice and, oh, thank God, I finally sound like a smoker, that would probably be something worth noting. That'd be very weird. <laughs> so, I, uh, I don't think complaining about it does much good. So I, I really don't say much about it except give fair warning, which I, I do again. And the start of this podcast, fair warning, there will be times when I'm going to sound like I've got a frog in my throat. And I'm sure you could already hear it. And it's, it's literally a daily thing. And I've not had my normal voice, quote unquote, for probably, like I said, maybe a month or two. As I think about it. If I do ever have it, it's far and few between. And it's certainly an annoyance in my life. Let's just put it that way. So that's something super easy to take stock of. The 
exhaustion, the fatigue, which are probably, well, I know they're tied to the voice issue. But that's something that I've just been kind of enduring over time as it's slowly become worse and worse and worse. And that has absolutely impacted my quality of life. So, beyond that, however, there are some things, though, that I also deal with daily that I don't really talk about, except maybe with uh, my uh, caregivers, my uh, hospice team. One such example, I don't think I've even really ever properly mentioned this, is the neuropathy, neuropathy, excuse me. And both, uh, both my legs, but in particular, my left leg. So, with respect to that, I've been battling edema, which is just the swelling and pooling of blood in my extremities, such as my feet and my lower legs. For, for years, I've been enduring that kind of thing. And it gets worse, it gets better, it gets worse, it gets better. It's up and down. Some days are better than others. Some days are really bad, and some days are fairly decent. But it never goes away. And from all that edema, and again, that, like I said, that's just blood pooling in extremities because my heart is getting weaker and weaker, and it's having difficulty pumping that fluid back through the heart and the kidneys and everything else. So it's, it's just a side effect of the heart getting weaker and weaker. But then with that edema, on top of that, you get neuropathy, which just means nerve damage and nerve death. And that's something I, I do deal with. I don't know if I've even mentioned it ever. But that actually comes in two forms. One, and I guess the initial form is pain. Because if you're doing damage to nerves, the first thing your nerves are going to do is scream at you, okay? <laughs> if you've ever had... <coughs> see it right there. If you've ever had a uh, pinched nerve or you're, you hit a nerve, like 
literally, not like the, uh, you know, not like the euphemism, but if you literally, like, someone was trying to draw blood from you, let's say, and instead the needle hit it like an actual nerve. Oh, it hurts. It hurts really bad. (laughs) So initially, it's extremely painful. And it can be very painful with or without edema now at this point. I could have a day of fairly low edema. But the pain in my feet and my lower legs persists from the damaged and dying nerves because of all that fluid piling into those areas. It's, it's over time damaged and started to kill the nerves. And it's, it's more advanced in my left leg where in addition to pain, pretty much everything below the knee is slowly turning numb. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing, but if I ever touch it or scratch it, it feels like it's out of body. It doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm scratching someone else's leg. It's really creepy. And it also feels like when one maybe sits incorrectly or sleeps incorrectly and temporarily cuts off circulation to, you know, their foot or their arm or whatever it is. And then they say, oh, my foot fell asleep. <clears throat> so, so that is also a, a constant feeling in my left leg now, regardless of how I sit, stand, whatever. It always kind of feels like when I'm trying to walk and stand on it, like, like it feels like it's asleep. And again, if I touch it, I can actually kind of feel it in my leg. But more and more, it feels like someone else's leg. Because the nerves in the leg itself are so damaged. And the the nerve death is so severe that I've started to really lose significant sensation in my left leg. So, I'm pretty sure that's something I've not talked about. But that is definitely a couple of examples of things that I have mentioned and things that I've not mentioned that started out rather trivial. And I just kind of suffered through it quietly to where now it's pronounced and impacting 
my quality of life, quite seriously. And so that development from the edema to the neuropathy and also, of course, the fatigue and exhaustion to losing my voice all pretty much all the time every day are two really good examples of things that I've just more or less suffered through and endured. But although they started as relatively minor things, they've now become, again, a significant impact on my life. And from that illustration alone, you can see what I mean with respect to probably not mentioning things and suffering quietly and the need to take a step backwards and a broader view of things as opposed to day-to-day or week-to-week. Now, there, there are also a, a, other things that I know I talked about uh, rather heavily in the past. And I've not mentioned them much lately because in some ways, at least, I'm just doing the best I can to adapt to serious changes in my body. And a really good example of that is fainting or falling. There were many times in prior months and years where I would simply just pass out wherever I was and in some cases cause serious injury to myself. Uh, Accidentally, I'm not trying to do that. But, you know, if I fall in the kitchen or in the bathroom, it's, it's very easy to just basically crack your head open. And I've done that many times, unfortunately, where I've woken up in a pool of my own blood. Now... I've not mentioned a lot of falls lately. But that's not because they're not really 
happening, it's more because in some respect I've tried to mitigate them and adapt to that physiological change in my body as best as I can. So, what happens more often now is I will actually pass out while I'm seated, already seated in a chair, so I don't necessarily fall all the way down to the floor. And that's really just because I try to minimize my time standing up. I even have a chair in the shower now that was installed for me to where I can sit down in the shower to minimize that. And I try to operate to spend most of my time, unfortunately, sitting just to mitigate that risk of falling and bashing my head open. And in a lot of respect, as as bad as it sounds, sitting down all the time is about as bad as you can imagine. It at least works. I mean, to a lot of extent. I've, I've not fallen and injured myself, at least. Knock on wood. I'm calling Juju out by saying that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can tell it still happens. And that's because, unfortunately, I still have basically what are kind of like blackouts and missing time where I might be sitting in a chair at my computer desk and then all of a sudden I notice that my head is down and like just leaning down or maybe even on the desk and I just kind of like come to not knowing what happened and I look at the time and like 20 minutes are missing. In some extreme cases, it was like close to an hour missing. Um, and it, it's not because of blackout drinking or something crazy. <laughs> In a way, I wish it was because then I had control over it. <laughs> But no, it's just that I'm still having these cardiac events where I take a dive. But thankfully, I've tried to minimize the damage to my body. And that has more or less helped quite a bit with that respect. Although it's something that 
I cannot ever stop from happening. So that's that's a really good example of things that I know I've talked about, but I've not mentioned for a while. And, and now you know that's why. I feel kind of silly to say, oh, I fainted in my chair and lost 20 minutes of time. Actually, now that I say it out loud, that is pretty serious. <laughs> God. Anyway, um... I am such a guy, God. Anyway, no. Um, I've just not mentioned it. Because I, I just kind of suffer quietly. So, those have still persisted. And... In conjunction with that, I'll add that every single week I'm questioned by my nurse. How many steps can I take before being short of breath on whatever liters of oxygen? And it is the most difficult thing to answer. I have to answer it every week. Seriously, they have to ask me for uh, Medicare or something. I don't know. But, yeah, they have to ask me. And every week, I'm like, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> and, and the reason being is because I'm totally inconsistent. One day... It might be just a few steps before I'm out of breath. And then the next day, I can actually last a pretty good while and not be short of breath. So it's all over the place. Up, down, up, down, up. I mean, it, it's just crazy. <laughs> and I've said my only consistency is my inconsistency. <laughs> If you were to perhaps plot it on a line graph over time, it would certainly be up and down, but it would be overall probably a downward trend of getting worse and worse. But week to week, day to day, God, that is so hard to answer. And I hate that part. <laughs> answering that question every week because <laughs> I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> It'd be so much easier to say over a period of months or even a year. And then you could say, yes, it's gotten worse over a year or it's gotten worse over a month. Or gotten better over a month. I don't know. But week to week, day to day, it's just so all over the place. I, I really struggle with answering that every single week. <laughs> My nurse knows I hate that question. I just groan going, I don't know. You know I hate this question. <laughs> and that's something that's 
been going on forever. I mean, that's a question I've had every week for years now in hospice. But I actually don't think I even ever mentioned it on the podcast. (laughs) But it's always been there. And it's just something that I struggle with answering. So I've never had it translate into anything meaningful into a podcast. But just as Julius Caesar said, events of importance are the result of trivial causes. (laughs) And he's so right, because if you look at it over months or years, you would see that, yes, my shortness of breath is either up or down. And for the most part, down, unfortunately. So that's something that's been going on that I've never really talked about because week to week, I, I, I really struggle with answering that question and really defining it. But if I were to zoom out and talk about things over the course of months or even a couple of years, it's much easier. I can definitely say yes over time. It's slowly, unfortunately, become worse and worse. And then there are things that are certainly relatively new to me as of recently. And I know I've talked about some of these things for sure. But this is sort of the third silo, so to speak, that I would qualify my various states within. And these are relatively, or in some cases, very new things that have come up just probably within the last few months to a few weeks. And some of them I've, I've certainly talked about, such as new diagnoses. For example, when I was told I also have stage four kidney, wow, my voice cracked, stage four kidney failure right now. And apparently, I'm finally entering puberty. God, I don't know where that came from. Anyway, I don't know why my voice cracked. <laughs> um, but see, my voice just won't come back. 
Anyway. Um, God, I lost my train of thought. Uh, 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 yes. New diagnoses, such as kidney failure, stage four. I don't know how I can say that and laugh that I'm a sick person. Anyway, um, that's definitely something that's come up and, and become worse, obviously. Uh, there are some other new things, too, that I have not really talked about. And an example of that, honestly, would be me fighting one of my, well, I guess my one and only former hospice provider over how they build my involuntary um, I don't know what the word is internment <laughs> in a nursing home in crazy town because I because I was having just a crazy psychotic episode and then anyway as scary as that was and terrible as that was now the 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 icing on top that I have is all the billing is screwed up and I am constantly fighting these surprise billers who are breaking Medicare rules and I've tried to contact them my social workers have tried to contact them and even my sister-in-law and my family have tried to contact them and we've all had no response <laughs> and I just keep getting these bills which shouldn't come to me they should go to the hospice provider anyway and so that's a recent thing that's just a super stressful annoying thing but I didn't talk about it because I mean usually finances are not the subject of my podcast and, and yeah you know we're all people and We all have financial obligations and things in our lives. And so, to me, complaining about that to the, to the world, essentially, on my podcast is kind of uncouth. <laughs> I mean, so certainly that's been going on, but... Eh. You know, like I said, who who doesn't have issues? You know, I mean, good Lord, Donald Trump just got hit with a record. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, God, a record civil judgment of hundreds of millions of dollars that he probably doesn't have. <laughs> and so I use that as an example. So even Trump is having financial problems. <laughs> so 
I'm sure to some people that's sad and to some other people they're cheering and I don't care about any of that. I'm just saying all of us have our financial stuff and we make do somehow as best as we can. Okay. So even though that's been going on, it's annoying, but I, I really don't want to ever turn this podcast into a thing where I'm complaining about finances. Because as I said, I just think it's kind of uncouth. That's all. It's my personal choice. But it doesn't mean it's not there. But speaking of (laughs) my time in crazy town and that whole fiasco, uh, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, Uh, If you didn't hear the episode, really quick. Basically, I have completely blacked out over two to three weeks of time. To where I did crazy things and made stupid decisions. And was completely unresponsive to family or my nurse or my social worker to where they had to um, gain entry to my home to see if I was even alive. And they came in and they found me standing on my balcony And I just looked at them, and I knew them. I knew it was my nurse who came in, and I knew her, obviously. And I looked at her, and I didn't recognize her. And I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my own name. So they had to put me into a nursing home, literally. And for all they knew, I would never come back. How terrifying is that? So, that's what happened. There has been some theories as to why it happened. The most prominent that I was on essentially an excessive oxygen flow from my oxygen concentrator and therefore my body was retaining a dangerous amount of CO2 and I was suffering from prolonged uh, exposure and poisoning and my brain was basically dying but um, that's the best theory they have and it, it 
it's just a theory. They're not sure what the cause was, in other words. And just because they're not sure of the cause, to this day, many months later, this happened last June, I think. To this day, I am just terrified of that episode, as I call it, happening again. I'm absolutely terrified. Terrified. I can't speak. Terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> What, like chicken? No. Uh, I'm terrified <laughs> that it's going to happen again. So, that is something that I don't talk about day to day. For a lot of reasons. One, I don't remember 90% of it. <laughs> Sad but true. I don't remember it. It's gone. Totally blocked out. Weeks. Gone. And I, yeah, there's really not more to say about it. There's no new theories. There's no strong theory as to what the cause was. I mean, they asked people who knew me, uh, did he, did, meaning me, did I dive into like a bottle of vodka or something or go on a uh, liquor binge? And unfortunately, no. In fact, I wasn't taking any mood-altering substances of any kind when that happened. Let alone a whole bunch of liquor. And I, I actually wish when I came to you, there was an empty bottle of vodka on the, on the kitchen counter or something. Because then I could explain. Oh, well, duh. Let's not do that again. <laughs> That's solvable. <laughs> you know? But there wasn't. And that's why it's so scary to me. Because that means it could easily happen again at any and maybe that time I won't come back I won't ever be back I 
won't ever know who I am again. Let alone everything else that I know in my mind. It just will all be gone. And I guess that's in many ways, you know, a lot of people look at death. But I don't, and I've not really equated it to death. And I'm not really sure why I can't equate it to death. Because if I don't even know who I am, if everything that's me is not there, and I'm just an empty shell. So, I am grateful I came back. After a few days in the nursing home, started out pretty clunky. <laughs> I actually got my first memories when I was already in the nursing home. I don't remember going there. I don't remember anything. My first memory was when I was already there. And I was asking to see my mom. Who's been dead for two years. I also asked, well, who's taking care of Nero? That was my last dog's name. And he said again, Joe, he's been dead for a year. And I broke down crying like it was all news to me. It was all news to me. Thankfully, as time went on, the next day, or maybe the day after the next day, I finally came around and started to really recall who I am and all my, uh, my other memories came back, except for during those weeks that I just blacked out when this hit. But thankfully, the rest of my mind came back. And I am very grateful for that, but I'm terrified of that happening again and it not being so lucky again of it coming back. That's what scares me. And again, that's not unlike death, which I'm totally at peace with. So I'm not sure why that bothers me and terrifies me more than death itself. I'll have to think about that. There's something there, there's something else, clearly, that bothers me. 
about that. More so than just death. And I really just don't know what that is. <laughs> I'll have to think about it. But Yeah. Sorry, my mind wandered a bit there. <laughs> Those things are still there, and there's some things going on that, of course, I don't talk about. But there are also some new things going on that are positive. I know I've said before that I've had the best conversations with the best therapist of my life. I've said that in previous uh, podcasts a long time ago. Problem is that therapist got up and moved to another provider. <laughs> so I can't see her anymore. So I was kind of uh, disconnected from any counseling for a while. And it was recently when I just really realized, no, I, I gotta, I gotta do something. So I reached out to my hospice team and, and decided to, uh, pursue counseling with a new person who actually I already knew. And I already had my first I guess, counseling session with her last week. And it actually was helpful. It truly was helpful. And, you know, that just goes to show. There's no cure for really anxiety and depression. That's an appeal. I mean, there is, I guess. But you're not really curing it. You're slapping a band-aid on it. And even if you're on an SSRI, any providing doctor would tell you it needs to be done in concert with proper counseling and or therapy. It's not going to work all on its own in a happy little pill. And that's true. <laughs> so, uh, that's a positive change, though. I count it as a positive change that I, I did ask for more counseling finally after waiting around to see if I could somehow finagle my way to get that old uh, therapist back, but uh, it just never worked out, and so I finally gave that up and had to start all over, so to speak. But I did, finally. And even though that sucks to start all over, but it's an important first step. And that's why I see that as a positive change. I'm optimistic. 
There's no shame in asking for help. And for anyone out there dealing with depression, things like that, anxiety issues, trauma, those things are real. And it's kind of silly to expect yourself to handle it on your own. That's, that's just punishing yourself. You don't have to do it on your own. There are very easy ways where you can at least reach out to an independent third party who can provide you with, if nothing else, a soundboard for you to reason through what you're going through. And there's no shame in asking for help with that. So, I have no problem saying that. I finally took that extra step and did that. Uh, well, obviously I did it long before, but again, my therapist moved, then I tried to get her back, whatever. I tried to chase her down, and it just didn't go anywhere. So, I basically wasn't talking to anyone for a while, and that's where I said, Ew, well, that's not good, so I gotta get somebody in here, and so I finally reached out back to my other hospice team and said, is there someone else you can assign to me? And they said, yes, okay, great. Anyway, yeah, so asking for that kind of help and taking that step is, it's important, and it, I'm I see it as a positive thing, not a negative thing. I, I'm not, I'm not adding puffery to that in any way. <laughs> I sincerely mean when I say that it's a step in the right direction. And for any of you out there that are dealing with issues and depression or something going on that's serious, it's kind of silly to expect to go through it on yourself. And, and even, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> You're just punishing yourself. There are resources out there. And there's nothing wrong with making it easier on you. <laughs> I mean, that's how I see it. Give me the easy way. So, yeah, there's, there's no, I have no problem asking for help. <laughs> And uh, I see it as a positive thing. And, and I think anyone who's going through similar things should do the same. It's a positive thing. And you know what? <clears throat> it might not work out. It might not work out. It's hard to find a good counselor. It really is. It really is. It, it sucks. That's the only downside. But you just kind of really have to get Keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. Keep trying someone new if you have to. And eventually, you'll get a good match, and it's worth it. It's just worth it. So, no more, no more preaching from me on that. <laughs> but, anyway... 
I think summarizes the other things that have been ongoing without my commentary, so to speak, and are part of the true state of self, for lack of a better word. Our term. And I think with that, those three components, things that I've talked about heavily and that were caused by trivial events in the past to just all the way to things that are just getting worse with and without my commentary and things I haven't even talked about. I think with all that, this little podcast hopefully provides a good summary of where I'm at today. Or, no, I'm sorry, my arduous march <laughs> to, uh, again, quote my malice friends that I've made in my life. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> anyway, I think that paints a, a decent picture of just where I'm at today. Because there are so many things that can't be well illustrated at the myopic level. And you really need to take a moment and step back to look at at least a bigger picture to have a true assessment. And while I, I know that the vast majority of the things I shared today are negative. <laughs> I absolutely promise that there has been many new things in my life that have given me heaps of joy 
and happiness. And I am not in any way, certainly, living without joy in my life. I absolutely have it. And that's probably why, at least one of the main reasons why, I'm just still hanging on and refusing to go down and die. <laughs> uh, frankly, I, I actually observed recently that I don't think there's been a single 24-hour period except for during that so-called episode of 24 hours where I did not at least once literally laugh out loud. I don't think I've gone for 24 hours without laughing at least once in the last three years, barring the anomaly, the <laughs> barring the uh, episode, right? Because that's too anomalous to wrap into everything else. And I owe that happiness and that laughter, frankly, to my dog. I adopted him three years ago. And there is not a day with him where he does not make me laugh and fill me with joy. None. That just does not happen in any 24-hour period. I mean, absolutely honest. I've also taken on new hobbies, such as cooking, which right now is kind of on a hiatus because I'm trying to save some money. And also, I kind of got lazy. But, <laughs> nonetheless, I can kick it up whenever I want. And I know I can do it, and I'm good at it. And, I, and you know, I, I have fun with it, and I can have fun with it. It's always there for me to go to. It's not... It's always there for me. And that's awesome. That's something I couldn't say before. If you ask me to, to cook something before I was in hospice care, let's say, I would have looked at you like you were a crazy person. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I literally ate out or got delivery for every single meal. Never bothered with learning how to cook. But now, 
I absolutely know at any moment I can engage in that, have fun with it, and make something delicious tonight if I wanted to. And that is alone. That That's just amazing. That's a huge change. That is a new tributary of joy that has formed in my life. That even if I put in a hiatus, I know I can do it and start it up at any moment. Tonight. So long as I can get the appropriate groceries. <laughs> That's the only uh, condition. So, yeah, if it's three o'clock in the morning and no one's open or something, uh, okay, maybe not. But, <laughs> so long as grocery stores are open, <laughs> I can do it tonight. <laughs> With no warning, I, I, I would be able to put something together. And, and that's just amazing. And recently I found, well, I re, uh, I rediscovered my old hobby, so to speak, of computer gaming. Honestly, that was a big source of joy for me. But about a year ago, my most favorite game, uh, kind of became foobar and I hope you know what that means I'm not going to translate that uh, google it if you don't know what foobar is f-u-b-a-r anyway this game became foobar and it was basically after hours and hours thousands of hours of productive creative content creation that I gave into it and it was completely inaccessible and, and just gone. And I was so angry <laughs> that I could put thousands of hours into something. And then just because of the way it was coded with updates, it would break and I couldn't do anything. And for the, it, it happened before, but I was always able to resolve it and fix it. But, I, but this last time, I, for whatever reason, I couldn't fix it. <laughs> so, I decided to give it one more try on a whim this last week. <laughs> Nine hours later, yes, it takes a while. Nine hours later, it's working. <laughs> so it's like a total uh, victory for me. I could have done a dance. <laughs> so, yes. Even though I, uh, this whole thing is focused on the negative, I am still growing as a person. I am still doing things I enjoy. I am still finding 
new things I enjoy. I am still making new relationships with people and with my new dog, who I clearly adore and enjoy. I am still having life and enjoyment, despite everything you've ever heard me say in the, in the negative, despite how scared I am of that episode happening again. I still enjoy my life every day. And that is saying a lot. Perhaps I should do another uh, another podcast where I step back and look at the positive things that I've gained over this same time period. It might be worth it. But... I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Again, it comes to our stupid human instinct, our primate on the savannah of Africa instinct of noticing and remembering bad things far more than good things because it was a survival benefit. It was an evolutionary survival benefit. If you were the type of ape that remembered, ooh, I better not go that way again because there's a peck of hyenas who will eat me. I don't know. And then you are, maybe you remember, ooh, I should go trade with that other clan of humans because last time they didn't do us dirty in the trade we did. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's an evolutionary benefit that we've had by focusing on the bad things. And that's just the unfortunate truth. So we have today a natural predisposition towards the negative it's in our anatomy and it's all because it was truly a survival benefit over thousands and thousands of years so again it's not really my fault or anyone's fault <laughs> that we tend to focus or I tend to focus on the bad stuff. It's just innate in our nature. But that's also why it's good to step back and probably realize that 
despite all those problems and issues, you're still here and happy and still living life. And that's truly all I can do. So, if you've made it again this long through my podcast, I I sincerely thank you. <laughs> you are a real trooper to listen to my incessant, incoherent rambling. <laughs> Uh, so I really do thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for taking time out of your day to hear my voice and about my life and my issues and hopefully Perhaps it provides some sort of insight or epiphany for you to be happy and live happily through your life if you want to support the podcast you can certainly click on follow and turn on the notification bell so you're not missing future podcasts or you can go to the podcast homepage on Spotify and just click on support this podcast or just go to patreon.com slash my dog will eat my face <laughs> and you can drop a little few pence in the in the tin for me to uh just support this uh otherwise free creation But all those things withstanding, you've already given me the most valuable thing. And again, that is your time. And again, I really mean it when I say I dearly thank you for that. And for now, I'm going to give my voice a little rest (laughs) so I don't sound like I was up all night screaming at a hockey game. (laughs) And for now, I'll just say, Auf Wiedersehen.